Good evening. Today I have the lovely Jane with me. Hiya Jane, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Jane Buckley. I'm actually sitting in a caravan in the northwest of Donegal and it's pouring with rain. I have just completed the second of a, tr a trilogy of fictional novels based from the early 1970s right through to the signing of the Good Friday Agreement in Belfast in 1998. And it's based around uh, a number of characters that live in the city of Derry. And I'm a, uh, a new writer, I haven't written before. And um, I've, Donna has been kind enough to interview me um, with lots of tough questions, I'm sure, as to my journey so far in the writing world, which has been interesting, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> So did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? I've always, I've always loved reading. And to me, reading was a form of escapism. Um, you know, obviously as a young child, uh, I've known that, you know, I grew up through the troubles and just reading was my way of just disappearing and, you know, getting a taste of what the world is like outside. And I've always enjoyed uh, writing short stories. For example, I would do some stories which I've done for my grandson who lives in New Zealand. So I've done sort of videos and short stories where he'd given me a topic or an animal and I have to base a story around him. But I, no, I mean, it, it just was something that um, traveling, uh, I just felt that not many people understood why the troubles in the North of Ireland started. Um, it was all very much what they read or heard on the media and I wanted to rather than writing a you know a, a book a book on facts in terms of so many great books have been written about the, you know what happened but I thought by telling a story around the troubles people could both learn and understand what it was like to actually grow up at that awful time from every perspective um, especially younger the younger generation um, you know they're not going to start reading books about the troubles you know as far as they're concerned they're hoping that we all move on and I do believe we've moved on terrifically but I think it's also important that they learn just what the you know the older generation have had to endure and live through so I thought well let's write a good old thriller based on facts but you know with new with making up new characters from all aspects from all communities and you know the feedback honestly Donna has been that it's it's working, you know, I've had terrific reviews um, and it's, it's, I have to start writing the third book um, next month, which terrifies me because I have all these ideas going on in my head, but you know, um, I know again, I've got this weird thing where I know what the last, you know, I know what the last scene's gonna be, I know what the last words are gonna be. So I have to evolve the story through to the end. So uh, fingers crossed for that. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Yeah, nah, it's fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I keep telling myself that, but but this is the thing. I mean, honestly, when I start to write, I'm just that's the dog. Um, I just can't stop writing. I really can't. You know, it just um, it just it's like I'm in the room with these characters and I'm I'm loving them. Um, some of them, as I think I've mentioned to you before, I really distaste and just do not like. I don't know where they come from, but um, but no, I never never dreamt that I would write. But it's a whole new territory for me. And what made you finally make the decision to actually write it and then publish it as well? Uh, I think the reason I probably got very frustrated because I did approach quite a few publishers, um, both in, in Ireland and in the UK. And 
I'm sure every writer out there understands the experience of, you know, getting and has also researched their approach to a covering letter, what's got to be in a covering letter and how you've got to put the first three chapters. And that in itself is a really, psychologically, it's a really tough thing, you know, to do. You've got, you know, you've got to do a lot of research in terms of approaching the right publishers, the right genre. And it's demoralizing when the majority of the time you hear nothing back. I mean, I'd rather hear someone say, well, no, actually, no. <laughs> but, you know, you can wait weeks and months and your, your heart goes when you get that email and you see it's from that publisher and you think it's almost like winning the lottery. You know, you think you hand your ticket in and you think, you know, just maybe. And when the letter says no, but there was one particular agent who said, um, and forgive me if I'm repeating this, but never have, never will have anything to do with the troubles in Ireland. And I really felt that really made, you know, it, it made me quite cross so much so that I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it published. So I was able to get some money from my pension. And, you know, thank God I've got my hobby too. He's helped me. So I was able to get the, the book professionally edited, professionally copy, a copywriter, you know, and a proofreaders and use Orla, Publi Orla Kelly Publishing to get the book to look and feel as good as a traditional published book. And um, that has been, you know, a terrific learning curve. You know, with the second book, I've certainly learned a lot more from the first. So I've only got two more to go. And then I'm retiring. I'm going to take off fishing or something. <laughs> so that was the reason that I uh, decided to self-publish. So you're not uh, tempted to go off and write um, different sort of thrillers? No, no, not at all. I just, I'm one of those really annoying people that, you know, if I start something, I have to finish it. I mean, it's almost like, you know, if you start to paint a room and you miss a corner or something, I, it, it drives me crazy. I just have to do it. And, you know, to be honest, I never, I, I started out writing one book and then it just seemed to evolve into two and then into three and now into four because I think for the 30 years of the troubles you know you to really get a, a true understanding of the the sort of things that were happening for example you know the early 70s were the worst years of the troubles I mean around 500 people died in one year in 1972 compared to the previous year where there's around 19 people died so it was a really awful time you know in the 70s going through to the 80s and then we would have had all the hunger strikes in the 80s and politically things started to change and evolve in the mid 80s you know going right through to the ceasefire in 1994 and then the agreement in 1998 so to sort of get the story to really and I don't like using the word educate but to help understand comprehend what was going on here it couldn't be done in one or two books it had to be done over, over the three decades and properly. Uh, do you have a favorite character? Um, I have to say, uh, Caitlin McLaughlin, who's the main female character, you know, there's a little bit of me in there. I have to say, you know, little similar things. And I think, you know, most people, when they do write about the characters, you know, especially the main characters that, um, you know, for example, I would have made my own clothes, you know, when I was, when I first, when I was a teenager, you know, I was the secretary, um, you know, I fell in love, <laughs> say no more, uh, you know, so there's, um, there's a little bit of element in her. I mean, I, I, and you know this, Donna, that, I mean, as a child, our house would have been 
raided quite regularly by, you know, by the British Army. So that's my own experience. And that's really, I think, why a number of people have found, especially chapter one, particularly, you know, quite hard hitting and harrowing because it's a very, um, it's a violent, tough first chapter for a book and can actually probably and probably does deter people from they're probably reading it and think, well, I don't want to, I don't need, this is what this is like. I don't want to go in here, but it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's a very crucial opening to people understanding why the trouble started. So, um, and I think that's one of the most important things about it. So, so yeah, Caitlin would be, would probably be my favorite character, you know, when her heart, when I'm writing about her heart being broken and we've all had our heart broken. I mean, you know, it's very real for me. So I have to say, I'm, I am happily married, by the way, now, but <laughs> to get that fit in. So, so definitely, Caitlin. And then you said at the beginning you've had great feedback um, from readers. Uh, was that a relief? Oh, undoubtedly. And it's almost, you know, you still, you know, I always have to joke about it and say I haven't paid them because, you know, you obviously, um, and, you know, when you, when you publish a book, your friends and family buy it. And you know what? They're going to tell you it's great. You know, they're going to, I mean, they're not going to turn around and say it's a load of rubbish, are they? If they do, you'll never speak to them again. But the thing that's amazing is, you know, I've had readers from New Zealand. I've had readers from the UK. I've had readers from America. Um, and they've all sort of said, oh, my goodness, never knew that, you know, I never knew this sort of thing was happening. You know, and again, so the whole objective of writing the book, I do feel over time too, will really start to, to come out more and more. You know, people have said, you know, they were, you know, they can almost feel that they were, they've been in the room, you know, and there's a couple, as I say, there's a couple of another particular chapter where people have just been able to put, you know, they haven't been able to read on because it's based on a harrowing, awful thing that happened. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very truthful book in the sense of, um, I haven't, I haven't, um, what's the word? I'm, I haven't cushioned anything in it. It's tough. It's not one that's going to help you go to sleep. Let's just put it like that. But it'll intrigue you that you'll want to know what happens next because there's a couple of plots um, that come together. And I'd be intrigued now, Donna, if you're one of these people that can see what's going to happen, you know, if you watch movies or you read books and you, you, know, you, you always suss it out, you know, early, early. A couple of people have said, never saw that one, never saw that happening. So, and that's that's part of the fun of of just having the joy of just uh, reading a thriller and just you know finding out what happens. Although you know, and it's uh, no, it's uh, it's been a journey, <laughs> but I love it. I, I just love it. When you first sat down to start writing your first book and thinking back to that now, has it been easier than you thought, tougher than you thought? I think. Uh, the writing, the, the writing, the, I mean, when I look at the first draft of um, Turmoil, it's actually really, really naff and it's really badly written. Um, but, you know, and when I had the editorial done of it, I mean, um, my editor, uh, Lynn Curtis, who would do a lot of editing for people like Martina Cole. So she's sort of used to all that sort of thriller. I don't know if you've ever Martina Cole, but her stuff is hard, hard hitting as well. Um, you know, she came back and she was very honest, um, but she said, ultimately, there was a natural storyteller there. So and that really did give me encouragement. So anything that needed to be fixed was, you know, quite frankly, the grammar, 
Um, I've learned, you know, I, we all do it at school, but, you know, do you ever, you know, you forget your punctuation and why a semicolon is so important. And it is so important, you know, when you're when you're writing, you've got to get that 100 percent. So that um, was probably one of the most the writing itself and the story touch words. I, you know, I was just in a world of my own. I was gone. But the actual process of writing and, you know, to be honest, I've only done, I think, one writing course. And I know a lot of authors say, you know, develop your talent, you know, keep writing or, you know, keep going on courses and stuff. But I'm almost I'm afraid to go on courses because I don't really want to change something that's working, if that makes any sense. You know, I, I, I don't really know. All I know is that I've, I've got, my, you know, I've got ideas in my head of what's going to happen of the main characters for the third book. And the third book is going to be light. So we're coming out of that real darkness of the sort of the, the late 70s, the early 80s. And um, I'm bringing some characters back. You know, I've got this all in my head and I'm just going to sit and start writing, you know, on the 1st of October. And I've almost got my first paragraph. I know how the intro is going to be. And, you know, why change something when it seems to be working? So, um, yeah, I mean, but the grammar thing, and I think I've told you I'm slightly dyslexic anyway. So, you know, what I see in the, on the page is quite different to what someone else sees. So, so that's a bit, that's been a bit of a, but I've learned, I've certainly learned a lot. And my spelling's improved. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you send it off to the editor, what is your most overused word or phrase that you have to Oh my goodness, off? probably the wrong, actually. I probably can't say that it's a four letter word. Right? And she, she has come back to me and said, you know, Jane, you need to. But it's 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 funny because, if you, you know, it's an it's definitely an Irish thing. You know, we use the F word. It's almost like at times a term of endearment, you know, you fecking or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it's all part of the character of being Irish. But when we get cross or angry, you know, so there's some scenes or, you know, you're there's some scenes in the book and she just had to, she just had to say Jane I think you need to just you know bring that in so no I'm not particularly proud of that I have to say but I'm being totally honest so um but yeah there are certain words you know like nevertheless or however or you know there's, there's there's always sort of words when you're trying to link on so you have to try and, and again that's what I've learned you've got to think of other ways of sort of leading into something rather than using the same words over and over but that's that's the word so I have to try in the third book and be a bit more polite <laughs> I, know. I love it it's brilliant <laughs> oh my goodness um have you made lots of author friends since you started writing yeah yeah I have I mean because what I'd actually um there's a there's a couple of really well-known authors there's Brian McGilloway who's a, he was a New York best number one best-selling author here in, in from the same city and then there would be a lady called Claire Allen and there's a girl called Sue Divin um, and what I'd actually done, which I had been um, quite flabbergasted about, is that the city here, although it's the second largest city in the northwest or in the north of Ireland, we have no literature festival. So as a result of that, you know, you know, me being me, I thought, OK, well, I'm going to organise one. So as a result of that, you know, I contacted all sorts of authors from all over Ireland and, you know, local, primarily local authors, because, you know, if you're going to start something like that, you're not going to get the bucks into to get the big, you know, the big reader or the big authors in. So I spent a great deal of time putting a, a, a sort of a, a long weekend agenda together. And sadly, I applied for funding, but it, I didn't get it. But it was a terrific exercise in terms of 
you know, meeting other authors and, you know, just sharing the word. And I have to say, they've, they've been amazing. I mean, they've just been so supportive because they've been there, done that. None of them are self-published, but they're all, you know, um, I think Claire Allen is with Hatchet and I don't know where, who Brian McGilloway is at. So, but I've certainly reached out to them. Yeah, completely. And what's the funniest or most unusual feedback you've had from your readers? Oh, I think I told you this one. Forgive me for repeating it again. When, And it was purely, um, it was my fault in the sense that the cover of Turmoil, Stone's Corner Turmoil, it didn't have volume one written on it. So, and it's got the most annoying ending. I probably shouldn't say that, but it, it just makes you, it, and it wasn't, a, believe me, it wasn't a marketing and sales thing thinking, well, they'll, you know, they'll buy the second book. It wasn't, it was because it was one of those endings that, you know, you want to find out what happens next. You know, truly it's, it's a really annoying ending. And this particular lady in the States sent me a message, um, quite a strong worded message saying, I got to the final chapter it was four stars, which I think four stars is amazing. Um, and then I, and then I, and then that was it. I didn't realize it was a, you know, it was a, one of a series of three at that time, I think of no, now four. And I had to put, you know, I had to go back to her. She put the, the, the review on Goodreads and she gave me a one star. And um, I just went straight back to her and I said, hands up. And she was, she was absolutely right. And that was one, again, one of the learnings of self-publishing. You know, you just, it's such an obvious thing. So I've shared the word about that to anybody else. Be wary of that. If you're doing this, make sure that you've got, um, anyway, I reached out to her and I said, hands up, you're absolutely right. And she said, I said, well, I've got another, you know, the continuation, are, are you interested? And she said, no, if it's got another cliffhanger. And I said, well, actually it does. I said, however, would you like to, if I sent you a preview of it, and she came back, she said, oh, gosh, yes, absolutely. I'm dying to find out what happened. So that, you know, so she's got that and I'm waiting for her. And she's one of these Goodreads um, readers that, I mean, she's read thousands of books. So, I mean, she's, she's really, um, I mean, and, you know, I'm, I'm the first to put my hand up and say, made a mistake, you know, sorry. You know, so at the time I, I was devastated. My heart went to my, you know, to my toes. And, but I thought, no, reach out, you know what you know respond and that and I think that's what people like and I that's I have to say that's one of the things I really enjoy I mean every review is just like it can just make your day it can make or break your day but it's um it's it's amazing it's just and it's I just still can't believe that people that I've written two books I truly can't you know I mean my god you know I didn't even go to university and every minute and you know I, you know, I, I don't know it's just you know that just shows you if I can do it anybody can have you had a standout moment so far what's been your favorite moment I actually think getting turmoil getting the hard copy the you know the final book in your hand I mean it's just it's just I don't know I suppose it is your baby in a sense isn't it I mean it's something that you put so much time and effort into and you know, you, you see the cover and you, you feel the weight of the book and you see, how, you know, that it's 406. It's like 137,000 words, you know, um, and you just think, wow. So it's just and, and I'm waiting to get darkness this week, too. And, you know, what I've done is I'm using the same cover through each period. So, for example, turmoil, 
you know, you've got the, the shirt at the front, which is all about keeping the shirt factory open. But, we've, you know, you've got the blue sky, you know, things were, start, things were good. And then the trouble started. Darkness, it's just a black and white cover, you know, and then I'm going to look at the lights and the hope. And I think it's, you know, a yellow and a blue for what the colours that are associated with, with the light and hope. So I think that's quite a nice way of, of sort of telling the story, you know, through the through the period of the of the troubles, you know, because that's very much what it was, you know. There was uh, there was turmoil, you know, and there was fear, serious darkness, and then you know things moved on. There was life and and hope, and um, and that's where we're at today. We're still hoping that uh, we can keep this very fine line of peace in the north. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Well, now that's a question and a half. Um, um, God, there's so many. I actually, th I'd be intrigued to meet Stephen King. I really would. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, for so for him to write so many books and just uh, the the guy's imagination has just got to be surreal, hasn't it? I mean, he's written so. I mean, he's written horrors but he's written straight stuff as well so I mean he just he just produces them like crazy doesn't he and I think um and you know I did I, think, I did I do enjoy his books you know they're good old scare I mean I can't watch the movies he's scared the living daylights out of me but I I you know my own imagination manages that but I'd, I'd like to meet Stephen King yeah yeah I would probably not a very cultured answer I'm afraid but uh that's probably I've been intrigued as to uh how he works yeah, um, a very popular choice. And I saw him speak at Bloody Scotland. Um, him and Linwood Barclay were chatting. And yeah, it was just incredible. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say he, he'd be somebody I'd be very interested to uh, to meet. Yeah, me too. I think it's his birthday today as well. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure I I'll saw on Twitter him. somewhere. I'll have to send him a message. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll read your book. Um, yeah, it's. I think that's uh, online, and you can watch it. Um, so if you get a chance, you should. Oh, it's well. awesome. Oh well, bloody yeah, yeah. We'll do. I'll take a look. Um, so, what do you like to do in your free time? Uh, I do a bit of everything, actually. Um, I, I find that I don't have any free time anymore. But um, I love, I love my garden. I know everybody does as they get older. I know it's a, it's a very sort of, but I get great joy because I've always been a bit of. Um, a nomad so I sort of lived in London and then I lived in France and Nice and now we've come back to Ireland but I've never lived in any same house for more than eight years so I've always sort of put everything into the garden and then I've had to leave so and, and I get I know it sounds corny but I just get great joy just seeing a garden develop and you know some and I love getting my hands dirty I like getting mucky you know, I, I, I do. I like getting, you know, really dirty and just get my hands mucky. And I love my wellies on and just getting, you know, no makeup and just getting mucky. And we bought the dog, or I should say a horse. He's got that big. Um, he's just eating my hairbrush and it's in about 500 different pieces. That's why he's being quiet. But we got Ned uh, during the lockdown. So I love taking him out and just walking you know we've got we've got the most amazing beaches here so and again I just love like you said earlier I love getting soaked I don't mind getting wet when I have all the right gear and everything on so outdoors I just I really enjoy being outdoors um if you were able to travel to any period of time either forwards or backwards where would you go to 
Oh, I think I'd love to have been a debutante. I just love, you know, the sort of Victoria. But I, ha I would have to have loads of money, you know, so Bridgerton and stuff like that. You know, I would have I would have had no problem. And I'm not sure if it would have been happy if someone was telling me I was going to marry somebody that I didn't like or whatever. But it's just the costumes and the clothes and the fabric. And I think I'd, I'd, I'd love to be sort of that sort of era, you know, the sort of Victorian sort of era, you know, with, I mean, my dad used to say, you know, there's a film on Jane with big dresses. I'm, I'm a big dress girl. I'm just, I suppose it's a romantic in me. So, I mean, I look at my wedding dress and I just like, I, I think, you know, I look like an Egypt. It was like, I do there. <laughs> so, it, was a, it was a Diana style, you know, it was like, but you just felt magic, you know, and sleeves, you know, you can just see my face and it's all this stuff going, you know, and you think, but you know, to say, that's just what it was. So, yeah, I think that's definitely, but I wouldn't want it to have been poor then. I would have definitely want it to have been living in, you know, Kensington or where wherever wherever there's some square in London at that stage so yeah that's what I would love like yeah <laughs> um, if you were to be a villain in a book how would you kill your victims oh my goodness oh I think I'd probably poison them or put them to sleep with you know um I don't I, I couldn't in my I don't do blood and I you know I've, I've believe it or not even though I've grown up in Ireland and they have obviously, you know, about Irish wakes and stuff. I think I've only ever been to two wakes in my whole life, three wakes. And, you know, I don't do wakes and stuff. So I'm not really very good with, with dead people. So um, I think I would be kind if I had to get rid of them. I'd sort of just somehow just let them fall asleep. You know, I put something in to just let them sleep. So no, I wouldn't be. I mean, considering what I'm able to write. I'm just, I'm all talk. <laughs> I'm the biggest yellow belly. <laughs> just no, no, no. So, uh, so no, I think I'd be, I'd be as kind as I could be. I'd make it as gently as I could be. I love that question because no one ever really has to think about it. They all know generally, like there's, there's a minute maybe when they're like, and then they're like, yep, I'll poison them or I'll yeah. you know, do whatever. Yeah. It's funny, I've, never been, I've never been asked that before. So um, yeah, I hope this is never used in evidence. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It doesn't get shared anywhere. It's fine. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, and if you were to be a fictional villain for a day, who would you like to be? Oh, I think Moriarty and uh, Sherlock Holmes. I think I'd like to be him. Yeah, I think he's, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's clever. And I just think he's always a step ahead. Well, he thinks he's a step ahead, but there's always a challenge there. So definitely that would be the one that, uh, you know, female Moriarty, how's that? You know, with a, with a dairy accent, you know, so <laughs> I, I wouldn't stand out at all. Would I? <laughs> no. no I think that's that, awesome. That's, yeah, that's the first one that would come to me, actually. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, so if I was to ask your family, your husband, what your most annoying habits were, what would you say? My most annoying habits? Uh, probably that I, I nag a little bit too much. I get, I, I, I think when I ask someone to do something, I love it when they do it, but having to ask them four five six times because when I'm asked to do something I do it because I want to get it done and out of the way whereas John or even my daughter Mike or Cassie I'd say right well you do that for me and then I get really hurt when they don't do it because whenever they ask me to do something 
I, I just do it. And I don't know whether, seriously, whether it's my training. I mean, I was a, a secretary for many years. So when someone asked you to do something, you did it. You know, so I was a secretary when I was 16 or, and when my, my first job. So that's what you do. You know, you, you, you do it. That's, that's it. So I probably do give them a bit of a nag, uh, you know, if they don't do it. And it can be the most simple thing. And it, it can take so long for them to do it. And, and then I end up doing it myself. And I get cross. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Actually, I, no, I think I'm okay. I probably nag my husband about having too much wine at times, but who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, but yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that's probably it, Donna. Yeah, just, um, just do the, when I, when I ask you to do something, just please do it. <laughs> yeah, it seems fair enough. Yeah. Well, I can't think of any more questions for you unless okay. you think there's anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. Um, not that I can think of. No, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, overall, I've I've really enjoyed, you know, my, the writing. I've really enjoyed the response the books are getting. Um, but it's 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 a bit of a carousel, you know, or not even a carousel. It's a bit of a roller coaster because it's a very emotive industry to be in because it's also personal you know if, if you do get that bad review or you know or yeah it's it's tough it's tough and there's so much competition out there and there's so many so much information in terms of what's good and what's bad and what you shouldn't be doing and what you should be doing that it's almost your head goes after a while but the one thing I'm the one thing that I'm I'm really proud of I think is probably I'm, I'm leaving a legacy for my grandchildren that one day when they're adults they'll be able to probably understand me better and understand my background better and understand Ireland better and and that's something that's you know never going to go away and I think that's that's really 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 something I'm very proud of as you should be <laughs> so, well thank you so thank you very very much thank you um, so just before we go, would you like to remind everyone uh, about your books, about your new one, where they can get it from and where they can find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got Stone's Corner Turmoil, which is available on uh, Kindle or Amazon. And we now have Stone's Corner Darkness, which is the second volume, again, available on Kindle for pre-order, which is available hardback uh, from Friday, the 24th of September from my website, uh, Jane, www.janebuckleywrites.com and I can ship any of the books to anywhere in the world signed copies so um, fingers crossed everyone is intrigued and dying to read it <laughs> them <Yes. laughs> hopefully definitely well thank you very much <laughs> thank you Donna thank you